Okay, so we're back <clears throat> due to a recent interruption last night. I'll call these my AM rants. <clears throat> all right, so we're going to keep moving, all right? So let's get into it on this uh, saga with the uh, black farmer who was, you know, uh, taken advantage of by his uh, white church members. That he uh, wanted to take in due to a hard time they were having. Let's get into it. Fair use. Darren tried to file a stay away order, but in court, the women all said that Derek was the one who attacked them. Even though there was video, who do you think the judge believed? Yep, that's right. They believed the word of the pale faced prominent rich folks. The judge actually flipped the order and Derek was forced to leave his home. Legally, everything is in Derek's name. Now, this is where things get real effed up and the conspiracy begins. Theoretically, even though he wasn't allowed at the property, Derek could have started eviction proceedings to get them out of his house, except for the fact that suddenly Janet and Jay Hardy were going to file for divorce. Then Jay filed a return of deed on behalf of Janet in order to try and liquidate the assets that he claimed she was basically trying to hide in their divorce through Derek's business. Because of this petition, basically any legal avenues around the property were frozen until it was disputed in court. Meaning Derek couldn't even evict them until after a judge ruled on this matter. Again, keep in mind that James Hardy is a professional millionaire landlord, so he knows all the tricks of the property business. He named Derek and his business as third-party defendants in his case against Janet. Now, legally, if Derek didn't respond within 30 days, then it would be a default judgment and the deed would return to Janet, supposedly to liquidate the assets for the divorce in this bogus charade. Now, Jay's lawyers claimed that they filed this third-party complaint. However, there was no court records of this filing. They tried to pull one over on Derek and only gave him a copy of the summons, which means he was trying to trick Derek into not filing a complaint in response and stealing his land legally. And these court documents prove that he is more than willing to lie in open court, as is Janet, which should destroy all credibility they have. I personally think this whole divorce was just a legal tactic to try and get this property back, especially considering in all these months during their divorce, Janet never hired an attorney for representation. Jay did, but not Janet. Shortly after this judgment from the Superior Court, they reconciled, though James was still claiming to not live on the property. And then this is what happened when Derek tried to legally go back into his home. Yeah, because I'm not going to keep on letting you put your hands on me. Get out of the house! This isn't your house! Get out of my face. Now, after this incident with the Hardys, Derek tried to file a stay away order. But in court, the women all said that Derek was the one who attacked them. Even though there was video, who do you think the judge believed? Yep. So now we have finally circled back in the timeline to where we started with Jordan verbally accosting Derek. 
Now, this next video I'm going to show you is rather confusing to me. I don't, I've never seen anything like it. I don't understand how this can happen. And maybe somebody out there can explain it to me. But this is what happens when Derek called the police and tried to press charges. Let me, I just want to be very pointed that Judge Holt has advised that she will not, is not, and will not entertain you all pressing charges against Jordan Hardy tonight for the matter that I called you out for tonight. Like yes. I said, in my, in my definition, it's going to fit perfectly because she was fine. I mean, that video is, what, 10, 15 minutes long? Okay. Obviously, the antagonist the whole time. There's a point where there was some shoving going on that would have never happened yeah. had she not kept on and kept on. Yeah. Okay, so tonight, okay. tonight that's a no-go for me, but it's not over yet. Gotcha. Fair enough. So at first, the police were, in fact, going to arrest Jordan and press charges. However, in the middle of this, they got a phone call from Judge Holt, who told them they couldn't do that. I have never heard of a judge interfering with an arrest. And also, how did she already know what was going on? I genuinely cannot figure that part out. I believe it was January. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I believe it was January that Derek finally got his day in court for the eviction proceeding. I'm going to go ahead and skim over most of the proceedings, but essentially what it boiled down to is she threw out the eviction. She essentially told Derek that he had filed the wrong motion, that he was looking for a, a uh, ejection, not an eviction. An eviction happens between a landlord and a tenant, whereas an ejection happens to basically a squatter or a non-tenant. While verbal leases are legally binding in Georgia, it is harder to prove that you had a verbal lease. But at this point, Janet has stopped paying the mortgage on the property. But she does pay the utility bills, which to me... I mean, that seems like a landlord-tenant situation to me, especially when, again, they don't have the deed to the property. It is legally Derek's. The judge then claimed that the deed was in question, even though it's never been in question. There's never been any sort of motion or defense that has questioned the deed. So then Derek has to go through this whole process again, file. Not, that's not true. 
You're trying to act for the camera. You're trying to act for the camera, but it's not going to suffice. I'm recording you all for my safety. I'm doing all this for you, and you just stomp on her and treat her like she's a piece of acting. You're acting for the camera, but it won't suffice. I'm not saying anything else until law enforcement gets here. I'm saying this to you. You are insane. I don't know if a weapons are already on the weapons he has. You guys are. Yeah. I've done nothing wrong. I've done nothing wrong. I'm just waiting for law enforcement to get here. I've done nothing wrong. It'll be, it'll be showed accordingly. It will be. I'm not, like I said, let's just wait for them to get here. Let's just wait for the police to get here, okay? That's going to be the best thing. Law enforcement, law enforcement will be here soon. All right. I mean, watching situations like this, damn, it, it has you scared. It has you shook. You know, someone's struggling in their situation. Let them deal with it. I don't care if it's church. I don't care what it is. You have compassion, but you have to have a brain, too. And you have to just take care of yourself. This right here will have you will have a man going into the manosphere, going into MGTOW, all right? I mean, this this is not even a, a, a girlfriend-boyfriend situation, but this will really have a man screwed up in the head, okay? You got to be careful, man. And if I ever had to move down south, ever, um... It will be straight, uh, straight up, not letting anybody in my house, not trusting nobody. That's how it would be. Because they feel this is a, this Georgia, you know, they say it's a practically a sundown town in some parts. And you're dealing with these white people. That act like this? Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I know I'm not racist. I just keep my distance from people that are like that. Get to know them real well. But uh, I hope he gets justice. But we got the interview right here uh, with the black farmer who speaks out about the millionaires stealing his land and animals. Let's, let's get into that. Fair use once again. It has been all over social media. We have Derek on the program today. Derek, good day. Welcome to Indisputable. How are you? Hey, doing wonderful. Glad to be here, sir. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. Now, there's a lot of content and context inside of this story. And I want you to do the best you can you can by explaining top to bottom, how did this happen? What was the back and forth? How did they get you out of the property? And where are we today? 
Absolutely. So yes, sir. So this all started in uh, um, in the year of 2021. Janet Hardy um, has a daughter named Jordan Hardy. Most of you have seen Jordan in the videos that I posted. Uh, but Jordan Hardy actually ended up having an unplanned pregnancy. And uh, thanks Nerdy Pig and Panda, she's wonderful. But this was just a little bit of misinformation and a very vital element in this case is that uh, Jordan Hardy had an unplanned pregnancy and her father, Jay Hardy or James Hardy, dictated that the child had to be terminated, okay? And uh, Jordan said that she could not do that. I was very close to the family. He said that if you would not terminate the child, then you are not gonna be here, uh, you know? And, and so it, things got crazy. So then they reached out to me because they knew me very well. I was actually helping Jordan because she had, uh, a really tough substance abuse problem and just trying to just uh, give her some good insight and counsel. Try to keep her on the right track, try to help her to get out of that. And she, uh, you know, she overcame it. And uh, long story, a lot shorter in reference to that, you know, the, I stepped in in order to save the child's life. So that's how we ended up cohabitating together. I allowed them, uh, you know, Janet and uh, Jordan to move on to uh, move in with me on my property in order to get the, get them out of this the the stress and, and things that were going on with, uh, with their father, okay? And so that the child can be delivered. So that's how we initially all started cohabitating together to help them because they didn't have, uh, they said they didn't have anywhere else or anyone that can help them and support them that they're familiar with. Okay, so Who are, let, let me ask you this, who are they? How do you know them? So, so the Hardys, you know, I used I'm the former director of one of the uh, biggest food banks in the city, and they were volunteers. They they you know they helped all the time. They always showed up. They dedicated time. They gave. They served. They cooked for their people, and uh and just just very very just supportive of the ministry in general, you know. And uh and as time went on, you know, I would begin to notice them, and uh they would help, and uh and people people liked them, and they were just givers in every sense of the way. And then I began to close with the family because when Jordan was presented to me with the with the issues that she had, in order to step in, you know, Janet said, "Hey, I believe you will be a really good influence in her life. I believe that uh, she respects you, she sees you, she listens to you, and I really need some help with her." And um, so, bottom line is that's how I began to get to know them, just through ministry, you know, just through them serving and helping, and uh, and me thinking that that was the the genuineness of them, right? Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. So you all are connected. You all share a faith, right? Uh, context. They were active in the ministry, the food bank ministry that you were the director over. That's very good work. Um, happy to hear you doing that. Uh, and also uh, with your animal sanctuary. So th this came together, I'm sure, because of your background. It seemed like a perfect fit. Am I right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, when did things go south? So uh, it'd be in 2022, maybe uh, February, okay. that uh, the game changed, okay? Initially, when Janet uh, approached me, she's pretty much told me, hey, you know, God gave me uh, instruction to to bless, the, to bless this ministry to help. You know, we, I've watched you save all these animals' lives. You've helped our family. And I've been, uh, you know, I've inherited a substantial amount of money and I've been given instruction to invest in the ministry and give a gift to the ministry to help. Um, and so as she gave that, she gave a substantial gift to the ministry where we bought our forever home with me and Janet Cole bought the property initially together. Um, and because this is a very important because a lot of people been asking questions about this. So 
I tried to do my best to do my due diligence and make sure that I never ended up in a situation that I'm in today. Okay. Obviously, you guys have heard me mention Nicole Canoy. Nicole Canoy was a former business partner. I learned a lot of tough lessons through her. Lost tens of thousands of dollars, animals. Uh, it was a it was a mess. I chose to walk away from it and leave everything because of all the things going on in Animal Kingdom. I did not want to be on the news or anything for you know you know with a, a litigation with that. I walked away to start over, and that's what you know Janet was you know uh, uh, respected that start over. And when she came into my life, she knew that she helped the animals there. She said, you know, you've been through a lot with this facility. You know, all these things happen. I'm going to help you. I've been told to do this. So that's why uh, when we moved forward and Janet approached me and I said, are you sure that you, this is something that you want to do that you've been led to do? Are you sure that you heard this clearly? She uh, reassured me many, many times that, you know, that was the case. You can't be taking people's word for it when they play this. You know, God told me to do this. And another thing is like what I also see is like people you know, it's sad to thing with these people in these churches. They just take people's word for it. They don't research. Um, they say, you know, especially a female coming up to you and says she's a pastor. Don't go to these churches run by females, please. All right. That's completely against the Bible. Do not go to those churches. These churches are filled with women that are manipulators. Hell, most churches, okay, are cults. Most of them are manipulators, okay? You cannot be taking people seriously when they say these things, especially when it comes to money, okay? You keep it moving like, okay, that's cool. Um, Bye, all right? A lot of these people, especially now since inflation, they've gotten even more brutal, okay? Okay, they don't care. They want to harm you and get what they want from you. Okay, and they'll use any means to do it. Okay, and these white racists who are doing this, hey, they use manifest destiny. He lied and said God told him it was okay to go over to uh, parts of the U.S. and slaughter Native Americans. All right, these are the same type of white racists who cut uh, parts of the Bible out and allowed them to say that God is for uh, dehumanizing human beings raping and assaulting black people all right that's the type of energy and mindset that this this family of devils had all right but you really look i ain't trying to push no religion down nobody's throat but what i am saying when it comes to like you know leadership in church that is resigned for a married man with a good reputation and one wife Okay, people tend to forget that, and you have this nonsense, especially in the black church where females are getting up and trying to uh run over men and rule men, and this is what they're able to do. Just keep going. So, in preparation for uh stabilizing the, the ministry and the business. I told her that in order, because I've been burned in the past, and by that hellacious encounter with Nicole Kunoy, I said that I have to know, I trust these hands. I don't trust everybody's hands anymore uh, to do what we're supposed to do. The business must, the, the ministry must be on the deed. The deed holder must be uh, 
the, the, the company because that's very clear who owns the land, who owns the assets, and it belongs to the ministry. So it belongs to the animals. So it was very clear. My name nor her name are, are currently on the deed now. It is my company's name signifying that the animals in the ministry are the true owners of that land. And uh, we made that clear with an immediate deed. We at a closing table, we made sure to make that clear. So if anything ever came up, I did my due diligence. I thought at least that to protect us because the deed was supposed to be clear, you know, and obviously okay. we're going to get into it's not. Yeah, well, it, it seems to be clear based on my research, but others cannot clearly say that. And I'm trying to find the disconnect. So when a deed is unclear, it is unclear based on transactional history. So you can literally look at a point in the journey of the deed and say, see, this is where it gets sticky. There's no such point here, am I correct? That is correct, absolutely. Give us the details of what happened when the eviction went forth. You tried to evict, they said, no, you you actually can't evict even though you are basically the deed holder and the entanglement of the judge. Tell us what happened. So that's very interesting, okay? So uh, before, when all this began, you know, it was for to those of you that have seen my TikTok, you know, there's been altercations uh, through several assaults, have, you know, thousands of dollars of medical bills from leaving my facility, leaving my farm in ambulance multiple times. Judge Holt, okay, she uh, refused, for whatever reason, she refuses and refused to honor the deed in place, okay? She, uh, she, the first proceeding that I ever went to, uh, she made it clear to me saying, you own this in my county and I not know about it. And she told me, she said, you are not the, you know, you pretty much, you're not the owner and, and Janet is, you know, and she began to say those things as a chief magistrate court judge in court and not even being a superior court judge having authority to rule on, on that case at all. So bottom line, she moved against me and moved against the company. When I went to her, went to law enforcement for help. So get this, when it comes to eviction, this is this is beyond me. Don't understand it in any sense of the way. I waited a long time. We waited a really, really long time to receive a verdict from the Superior Court. So it'd be, I believe it was November of 2022 that the Honorable Judge Mumford, a Superior Court judge ruled on uh, on this matter. And it was clear he denied every uh, every um, you know everything they tried to uh, come against me with to set my deed aside, the claims of what 1.5 million dollars, all these things. He denied them on every front. It was a hundred percent loss on their end. Okay, so after having a superior court ruling, right, with my attorneys, we went to uh, file eviction on on the parties on on all of the parties that are on uh, my property. So in court, you know, having that superior court ruling, right? Judge Holt refused to acknowledge it. Okay, uh, Janet's attorney uh, said in court that day. She, she, uh, the the attorney said that oh, there's been a, a new uh, filing against you. You know, and uh, Judge Holt's like, oh, really? A new filing has happened, and down here in Morgan County, and uh, and we were made aware, had no clue about this new lawsuit being filed, ain't nothing about it. But I was made aware, my attorney was made aware in court. We had not been properly served or anything like that. But bottom line, Judge Holt refused to acknowledge a superior court ruling and denied me the eviction. And then the next week is when the Hardys and the Canoys will go steal the rest of the animals. Wow, the facility. okay. All right, a lot of nuance here, okay. Yeah. Um, 
the ruling that said you're not able to evict, you need to file this other filing. Did you do that? Uh, because there's been so much litigation and things, my attorneys have said that um, we're just going through the civil matter of of the, of the deed. Because pretty much they're, uh, they've been giving us such a hard time. And no matter what we file, no matter what we do, no matter what case law is, they're not hearing it. So my attorneys have said, let's just focus on the on the, the, the massive case that should cover everything else. Because they're denying everything on every front. Anything we, we try to change venue is denied. We try to uh, you know file anything is denied. So we're just trying to go for the big case now is what my uh, attorneys are advising. Okay, let me ask you this question. Uh, in the process of this, has anyone from the judiciary, from government, they said, hey, man, we, we actually know you're right here. Um, but this is what's happening to you. Is anybody talked to you off, off record? No, sir. No one's reached out to me uh, at all. You know, so that's why I've been on social media and just trying to tell the story and trying to get help. We need help. As it stands right now, you still are the uh, deed holder. Uh, your organization name is on that deed. Are you able to walk into that home? Absolutely not. I've been uh, kicked off my land from over a year now. And Judge Holt said I'm not allowed on that property, and I the, and the so I'm not allowed on it. It's been over a year that you know I had animals out there, all the company property and fencing was out. Everything was out there. It's all company property, and she's made it clear that I'm not allowed on the land, and I've been been kicked off my property for over a year. And people that are not on the deed or in this company have been able to have my land and sleep in and sleep there, be there, manipulate, destroy, and steal to this day. And I've been deprived. Is there a has there been a motion presented to set aside the deed for cause? Uh, there has been a motion, uh, uh, to my knowledge, there has been a motion filed uh, in the courts recently. Uh, they dismissed the case and uh, Jan Janet and Jay jointly dismissed the case in Rockdale County Superior Court and refiled in Morgan County uh, Superior Court. So now all everything has left Rockdale and has moved directly uh, into Morgan County. So I have not been served the new, uh, I have not yet been served the new uh, case. But the last time uh, I was advised by counsel, is that uh, Jay Hardy has, um, you know, has uh, allegedly filed a complaint again against my company, against myself, that has already been ruled on. He's filed it against me again, and then on top of that, Janet uh, Hardy has filed against me as well in the same court. Two different fighting, both of them fighting for the deed. Help me understand jurisdiction. Uh, Rockdale County, Morgan County. What's the jurisdictional connection between the two? Why are they able to go to both counties and file? And that's a little bit interesting, sir. Okay, so if you want to know more, you can see the rest of the interview. Um, I'm going to keep going because this is wild right here. This is crazy. Next story, we're going to talk about a uh, Transformer Starbucks employee, and guess what he did now. Oh, 
call me transphobic ever. You're you do not know me. You're, you're being ever. transphobic, Karen. Now do get out. Do not call me transphobic. You are ever. transphobic. Now get out. I want a refund. You're not having one, do you? Hi, get out. You are trespassing now. They've got cameras. You are trespassing. Get out. Get out. You are trespassing. Apparently, we said something transphobic. You actually, actually, you battered it. Yep, very entitled people. Very, very entitled people. That's how they get down. First, it was love. Love. First, it was love is love, right? Then it was like, let them, you know, let them marry. Then they wanted, uh, let's have kids. Then it it comes to this. Now we're gonna have bills where if a child wants to say they don't feel like they're in the right body, we could, the teacher could take the kid and put them in a group home, and it's all against the parents' consent without the parents' knowledge. You thank Gavin Newsom for that. Starbuck fires trans barista screaming at customer to get out after being misgendered. Let go of me. You're being transphobic, Karen. Now get out. Starbucks employee yelled. United Kingdom Starbucks coffee shop. He's got Hold on one second. All right. United Kingdom Starbucks coffee shop fired an employee after a curfew kerfuffle over being misgendered by a customer. Fox Digital News confirmed in the video, the former employee of the Starbucks shop in Beresford Houses in Southampton berated a customer, refused service, and hurled accusations that the patron was transforming after being offended by a misgendering. The incident took place at a Starbucks licensed location in April. Those stores are partially owned by an individual who has invested in the coffee giant's business and represented more than 50% of the Starbucks international portfolio. Don't ever call me transphobic ever, customer said. Call me a her. You're being transphobic, Karen. Now get out. The former employee yelled. Don't ever call me transphobic, the customer yelled. The former employee then clapped in close proximity to the customer's face, stating you are transphobic. Now get out. The customer then refused a refund, which the former employee refused and accused the patron of a crime. You can't have one. Now get out. They're trespassing right now. Footage also showed the former Starbucks employee after realizing they were being filmed, charging at the onlooker and attempting to grab the recording device. Give me the phone, let go of me, I've got witnesses. The onlooker who was recording the incident responded to Starbucks, released a statement to Fox News Digital. The licensee has confirmed that the partner employee no longer works at the company. Starbucks has no tolerance for behavior of this kind and are very sorry for the experience this customer had. All right. Police said that they are currently investigating an April a report filed April 30th of an alleged assault. No, alleged assault. no injuries were reported in the incident. It is alleged that a staff member became verbally abusive toward a customer within the premises for before assaulting a member of the public who was filming the incident. Law enforcement told the Daily Mail our investigation is into this matter remaining ongoing at this time. But this is what happens, man, because they've gotten a strong bit of entitlement. 
Okay. This is what they feel that they could do. They feel that they could uh, be this way. And there's nothing you could do about it. They're that bold now. They are that bold. They are, feel they could, they could run the job like they own the company. And you can't do anything about it. All right, let's get into this one person right now. And entitlement, we'll check out this one example of entitlement. Let's get into it right now. Hold on. Here we go. One second. Fair use, by the way. Yeah, we got it. Uh, see, I'm literally leaving the club early because men are fucking shit. I'm in the fucking drive-through of the Jack in a Box on my way home and to go fucking eat my feelings. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm literally a fucking 10. And this bastard is Besties, I'm literally leaving the club early because men are fucking shit. I'm in the fucking drive-thru of the Jack in a Box on my way home. Damn, this is horrible. 10 away from 10. 10,000 calories away. Always be bigger. Always be the bigger person and walk away. 10 chicken nuggets away from exploding. <laughs> this is wrong. And to go fucking eat my feelings. Like, what the fuck? 10 kilometers in circumference. Like, I'm literally a fucking 10. This bastard doesn't see it. A 10 with extra dip, two number nines, and a large soda. <laughs> 10 seconds from diabetes. Besties, <laughs> I'm literally leaving the club early because men are... 10 kilometers away from your, having your own gravitational pull. <laughs> How do you have a double chin square? <laughs> Gosh, this is wrong. Uh, fucking shit. I'm in the fucking drive through of the Jack in a Box on my way universe. home and to go fucking eat my feelings. Like, what? 10 meals too many. 10 tons. Necklace. Necklace. Ooh. Look, man, they, they, they brought this on themselves. They literally brought this on themselves. Okay? Because you're trying to force a demographic. That is not part of the rainbow gang to be part of the rainbow gang. And people are not going to take that. They're not. All right. They're not going to do that at all. It's not going to work. Okay. No one's going to put up with that. No one. Think that was bad? Look at this article. Look at this article. Freaking roasted her. That's what they did. Roasted him. All right. Fat transformer influencer cries in Uber after rejected by men in the clubs. AI Weezy uh, 
transgender TikToker who recently found moderate fame after joining a panel cries in the Uber after being rejected by men in the clubs. Furthermore, she is proud of her body size and claims to be a 10 out of 10. Internet users are saying the contrary, regardless of how she feels. She is blaming men for not liking her. Okay. If she had friends and family who cared about her, they would tell her somebody's morbidly a beast. Instead, they likely tell her big is beautiful and she's fine the way she is. We are hurting people by not being honest with them. Yeah. A number of prominent Twitter users rushed to the scene to call her out on her behavior. One user claims that if she had friends that genuinely cared about her, she would be told she's morbidly a beast. Okay. Here's one uh, Tristan Tate said, this has been the wake-up call I needed, Jake. Thanks for being a good friend. I'm hitting the gym and starting a, a diet. This is why it's important to have friends that keep it real. Yeah. Tristan Tate, Andrew Tate's brother, rushes to the scene to leave his two cents. It appears that he's always around when he, there's something controversial brewing. He states that good friends will constantly remind each other to work out. Hence, after seeing this, he feels like working out. Yeah, because the reality is, this is not a woman. Another reality, this person is obese, dangerously obese, okay? And you have a lot of people in this world that feel entitled to things that they have not worked for. You want a hot chick? You have to work to be on yourself to get one. You can't be a fat 300-pound slob and want a woman that has the body built like a, a, um, a Sports Illustrated model. A regular Sports Illustrated model, not these, um, these, these, uh, how you say, petition trophy type women. Okay, you no, you want a woman of character and stuff. You got to be a, a man of character. Okay, it goes the same thing for a woman. You can't be picking, um, a scumbag dude who may be built, but has piss poor character, and expect him to be faithful to you and the offspring that you have together in marriage doesn't work that way. Okay. But now we're slowly getting away from that. And then you wonder why people are not happy because people are no longer want to live by standards anymore. Standards that work. There are a number of transphobic comments directed towards the influencer. This is due to the Twitter users calling her a man. Others made fat form and com comments saying that she only passes as a woman due to her overweight body. Furthermore, they claim that her fats are covering her Adam's apple and many bone structures. All right. Some neutral users state that they are against bullying and body shame. However, they do agree that there are certain contexts. We should not be in. We should not enable such people to lead unhealthy lifestyles. The user as glorifying them instead of getting them help they need isn't improving anyone's situation okay another user decides to make fun of the influencer's appearance rating she proclaims to be a 10 but this user states she is a 400 pound plus judging from her weight it is unfortunate to receive such comments as at the end of the day she is still a human being regardless we all know how cruel the internet get, can get at times whatever we upload to the social media stratosphere will permanently remain there okay But the problem is this person brought it on themselves and it wants other people to not say anything. It's not going to happen. 
but this is an agenda. Why do you think they want to come after our kids? Because they want to brainwash the young to be able to accept this nonsense. Okay. You see, in war, which this is this is a war, you silence or destroy the old because the old, the older people represent history. They rep represent how things are, what works. That's why you see all these people who are in, you know, your age, my age, and up, they're silencing us. And they want to get at the youth. Like I said, in war, you try to um, enslave the young and destroy the old because the old represents history and the children represent the future. Let's keep going. All right. Now, this is a big lesson right here. The next one I got is a big lesson in uh, why sex work is not real work. And why, you know, women really, really need to cut it out and thinking that this is a good job, that this could help a family. Meanwhile, you're putting yourself at risk and this is what could happen to you. Some fates are worse than death, as they say. Here we go. And she got a child too. If you are sexually active and you know that you have an STD, then you need to inform people of that. Because when you don't, then you infect that person. You are changing their life forever and they are making a decision that they do. But look what this she was doing, man. Look, come on, man. Come on. Doing this for clout at a grocery store? Seriously, woman? I don't want to hear nothing. Well, she's a single mother. I don't want to hear that. Mm -mm. If she had some shame, she wouldn't be doing this. She had some shame. Okay, you made a bad decision. Move in silence and work on your situation. Don't do this. Don't do this. Do not know. Like this shit is going to change the rest of my life. And there's nothing I can do. And I'm embarrassed. Queen of massive, massive mommy milkers. You put yourself out here like this. And you don't think things were going to happen to you. Stop victim blaming. It's the men. It's the men. No, no, it's you. It's just you. All right. That's what it is. But here's some advice right here to get probably, you know, blow fresh and fit and probably some other manosphere content creators out of the water. Let's get into that right now. Okay.
Here's the simplest dating advice you'll ever need in your life, but most of you won't listen because you guys like to argue and complain about stupid shit that is very easy to understand. That person that has inconsistent communication with you just doesn't like you that much. That person that ghosted you isn't a bad person. They just became uninterested or found someone else. Move on, find someone else that texts you. If your partner cheated on you, leave them. And if you don't leave them, which most of you won't because most of you lack standards and self-respect, shut up about it, stop hanging it over their head and learn how to work through it together or else move on. If a man does not want to pay all your bills and wants to go 50-50, that doesn't make him a bum, that doesn't make him a bad guy, that doesn't make him a little boy. He's still a man, just a man with different interests and goals in life. Go find you someone who will. There's 8 billion people in the world. I promise you can find one. That Scary thing about that, you have the people that want a man to pay all the bills. They're not married. Not, you don't want to get married. You just want a boyfriend that will pay all the bills. You want to play house. That's the scary thing. All right. Especially within the black, uh, the black subculture, not black culture, black subculture, which is the hood rats, the boquishas, uh, refusing to get paternity tests, thinking it's OK to be sex workers, but then cry about getting an STD or one of you all get murdered. And now you all want to huddle together and not instead of thinking, hey, we need to stop being sex workers. We just witnessed our fellow sister got murdered. We need to improve ourselves, get better jobs, and date better quality of men. No, we're all victims, boo-hoo-hoo. Never mind, nobody put a gun to her head to be a sex worker. Nobody trafficked her. She just wanted, she volunteered to do this, okay? And men are just there to just feel sorry and protect sex workers, women who help men break up their own homes, women who are homeworkers. You follow what I'm saying? Let's keep going. A woman that wants all her bills paid doesn't make her a gold digger, doesn't make her a slut. Just go find you one that could do 50-50 with you. It's very simple. She just doesn't want what you want, and that's okay. Pretty much. And you have men, especially some black men in, in these in the blue apps, they cry when a woman says they want to be married and they want a man that will, you know, provide. These men will cry. And they are also of the black subculture because they try to call men who agree with the women simps. Okay. You're not going to get the sex, bro. The thing is like, but you are the men that talking about traditional values. You want women to be traditional, but you don't want to be traditional. You want her to stay home while you go and cheat on her. Okay. She cooks and cleans while you get to cheat. And women vice versa. So you see both sides of the aisle are full of toxic waste. But this right here, I've been saying this stuff. Okay. Not a cheating thing will be tough because you've got attachment. But it's it's just best to walk away. It really is. You cannot attract the type of person you want if you are also not the person that they want. Exactly. And you will have black men making excuses saying you could be 300 pounds and date a woman in the Dominican Republic. You're dating a prostitute. You're messing with sex workers. I've heard the stories about the passport bros. Okay. You guys are not like, I, it's like, 
They want to find a cheat code to date a quality woman. So you're going to date a woman who's a sex worker. You're not dating women from the province. You're not dating women from regular homes. You're dating women because women from regular homes in the province, they will have standards. They will ask, what do you do for a living? They will see if your body if your body shape is something they're attracted to. And if they're not, it doesn't matter how much money you have. They are repulsed by you. And this is black or white men, whatever ethnic group you are. Okay, this is common sense stuff, but a lot of people, once again, do not like hearing the truth. It's both genders. Get off the couch if you want a gym rat. Open up a fucking book if you want someone to read books a lot. It's very simple. Men aren't shit. Your standards are. You attract what you are. So maybe it's time to do some self-reflection. Most men under 30 don't have their shit together. And that's another one, too. You have women, okay, that don't want to get off the couch. But you want a man with, you know, built like a, like a Michelangelo sculpture. All right. And you see both sides feel entitled to things they're not willing to work for and make nonsensical excuses for. Oh, I hate men. Men are this. Men are that. No, you pick those men. No, sir, you pick that woman. And that's okay. Stop letting social media fill up your head with these unrealistic standards. This one is going to ruffle some feathers. Men have it way harder in life than we do, especially when it comes to money. So stop being a 25-year-old woman wondering why this 25-year-old man can't bust his coochie open online for 10000 a month. It just does not work that way. Thank you. Yeah, men do have it hard. We're the ones who have to be the providers. We're the ones who have to be the warriors. We have to be the ones that get out and defend our women and risk our lives, dying, possibly dying in the process. And I've been in that situation. I have literally been in that situation. Well, I was going to about to face three dudes on with knives. I've been in that situation. Way for men. Believe people when they show you who they are the first time. You do not get to choose or change the way someone decides to love you. You simply sit down, shut up, observe, and decide whether you want to participate in the way that they love or not. At the end of the day, we are all humans who have imperfect designs. So stop trying to find that perfect person. They don't exist. And that thing you hate about them, you probably hate about yourself. Don't take advice from married people or single people. Take advice from happy people. But even that's hard to find sometimes because most people lie to themselves about what actually makes them happy. Stop coming into relationships with a lacking mindset. You have a hard time finding the end-all be-all person because you yourself are not the end-all be-all. All I can say is facts. And none of this you could hear you need from the manosphere. None of it. At all. Okay, none of it at all. All right, so that's pretty much it. Hope you enjoyed the stream, and I'm out. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. I'm also on Spotify. Later. Hot Talk Radio, live and uncensored, live in 4K. Later.